Hey guys, trust you're all doing well. Um, having a wonderful start to your week, whatever that may be. Um, I gotta be honest, we're now into, I think, probably for some people, week three of some form of lockdown. Um, other people might be well into week two. Um, other people might be just in the first week um, of some form of lockdown. So, look, if I'm being honest, um, don't take anything into account. What I'm going to say, don't think, easy for you to say, don't think um, that's that's being victim, that's being privileged, that's being, um, look, we're, we're well into this now. It's not a surprise no more. If you haven't set something up that you know is sustainable and isn't going to drive you crazy, um, you know you need to. Um, there's no excuses anymore. Um, week one, there was a place and time for um, pity, mourning, um, you know, I'm a victim, um, I've been let off, and I... Like, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that lightly, and I'm not trying to come off as a, as a jerk or anything like that, but look, I remember years and years ago, and I think I've told this story before, and I told you guys that the night before European Cross Country, a girl had broke up with me, and, um, you know, my dad, called my dad, I'm crying, I'm, I'm a kid, you know, I, I don't know what else to do, um, and I, I'm crying, and I'm all upset, and I was very emotional, probably still am. Um, was all emotional about it, was angry, you know, wanted to fight somebody type anger. And um, my dad listened and, and, you know, he was like, all right, look, look, I'll give you a call back in a while. Like, you know, hopefully, you know, things calm down. Um, and, you know, I told you guys, he called me back, I think, 40 seconds later and said, well, are you over yet, kid? And I, I swore at him and told him not to fucking call me again and, and all the rest of it. And, and look... My dad was right, you know, I didn't like it. It, it, it hurt at the time, it, like it was like a betrayal, um, but look, he was right. And so I, I don't know anybody's situation. Um, if I was, and, and believe me, if I was a millionaire or a billionaire, I'd be doing more to help people and, and I'd be doing more to get people through, whether it was a month's wages, two months' wages, you know, I, I, I understand what the fear of not having money, um, like, you know, I, I understand that. I understand going into a store, checking my bank account in case something has come out unexpectedly. I've been there. Um, so don't know that I say these things from some form of understanding. Um, but obviously, I've never lost a job to the coronavirus, um, you know, and losing a few races is is obviously not in the same ballpark as um, job, having to go home to your family without one, et cetera, et cetera, and, and learn new ways to cope. But on the flip side and the upside, you learn new ways to cope. You know, you might learn. Um, I, I was having a conversation with Under Armour yesterday, and, and I'll get on to that in a minute. Um, you know, I was, I was talking to the Under Armour team, um, and and one of the things I said was as as harsh as this all is, and there there's people dying, and it's fucking crazy. It's really sad, and 
it really is sad when you watch some of those videos on Twitter. That really is sad. Some of those videos, you know. Um, but what I did say was, you know, for every bad story, what's going to come out of this is people are going to realize, holy fuck, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I wonder was that job depressing me? You know, at first you thought you lost the job. You know, and then maybe what you'll realize is you lost something that was fucking draining the life out of you, draining the energy out of you. And now all of a sudden you're free to find a new way to make money, a new way to provide for your family. And not only that, you've been put under pressure to do it fast and do it quickly. Um, it might save some people, I swear to God. You know, it's going to take lives. It's going to fuck things up for a lot of people. But it's going to save a lot of people from what could be a lifetime of pure misery stuck in a situation that they probably didn't even want to be in and this is this is the nudge and it's not even the people that have been made redundant it's the people that are now going to be working from home and all of a sudden they're going to wake up they're going to make a wee coffee in the morning and they're going to smile and they're going to think fuck you know like i'm out of that toxic environment that work was providing i'm out of that office where people were you know always bringing me down and and always like maybe harassing people you know and shit like this like this is going to be life-changing, life-changing in so many ways. So um, here we are, you know, into week two, week three. Some people have it, you know, better than others. Um, I, I've had a lot of support, um, people reaching out to me and supporting in different ways, um, whether, you know, it's, it's mentally support, emotional support, or, you know, actual physical support in terms of gym equipment and things like this. So I can hopefully, you know, get my training. For example, uh, my buddy... Just reached out to me today. Um, you know, I used to train with this guy, Sean McCafferty, and, and he's part of, um, he has a gym, um, and a really good gym, a really successful gym. I, I can see that the guys, you know, are, are obviously doing really well with this. Um, and, and, you know, check it out on Instagram. It's SR Fitness Belfast. But obviously, I don't know that he might be able to, it, I'm sure if people message, and I haven't spoken to him about this at all, and he didn't ask me to. Um, but I'm sure if people message, he probably would send little tips for exercising at home. Um, you know, that, that's his job, you know, that, that's kind of shit he does. Um, so, you know, he just messaged out of the blue and just said, hey, mate, I have an Olympic bar and some weights, some like plates um, and, a, and a portable squat rack. And I'm just like, people don't need to do this. And that's human kindness, you know, like um, and it wasn't. I got to say, during coronavirus, my goal wasn't to, like, you know, do a load of gym stuff and all that kind of stuff. But, like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, shit, like, you know, I could probably do basic training um, and and also do, like, basic gym stuff with, you know, the squat stuff. And, and all of a sudden, I could probably put maybe some of the best eight weeks of, of training in that, that, I, that I put in in a long time. Um, you know, like there's that fart like this morning and, you know, it went great. Um, and all of a sudden I'm working on, I'm working on weaknesses that, you know, all of a sudden are going to become strengths and, and my strengths is the marathon type stuff. So then when I go back to the marathon type stuff, you know, it, it might be in a really good place. Um, so look back to my original point, week two, week three, um, you need to be settled you need to have accepted everything that's that's going on, accept whatever position it's put you in and, and you know, how you're going to cope with that, how you're going to deal with that. Um, it's, it's fucking awful that some people are having to like, you know, I was listening to this morning show and, and you know, people are thinking about loans and, 
Yeah, like shit, you know, we have to, um, if I had money, I'd loan it to people, but I I don't have that much money, you know. Um, I wish running made more, and and then I would, and I would be able to support people a bit better, but unfortunately it doesn't. Um, But yeah, you know, you you have to now be into some sort of rhythm, groove, um, for your own mental well-being. And I I talk about on, you know, I've been Instagramming every day, trying to do a little video, and that's been really helping me. Um, and, and I've had a lot of people, you know, come back and say, like, please keep this going. And that's range from, um, you know, guys running, you know, could be the marathon in three hours and 30 minutes, you know, to, you know, because they'll say, you know, hey, like, thanks has helped me so much. I really wanted to break, you know, 3.30 at London and now I can't. And, um, and, and then, you know, you've got you've got guys that are that went to the world champs in Doha messaging. Um, and you know we're very successful at those world champs, and um, you know so far it's all positive. And and look, if, if you are if you are bored watching it, you know like um, don't unfollow me. <laughs> it, it does serve a purpose, and and you know there might be a day that something that I say hits home with you. And and you know what I what I've sort of just been saying, like what I said today was, you know I've never regretted going for a run. And I think that's that's massive. Like if you think about that. You know, sometimes think how many runs you've been on or how many times you've been to the gym. Like, like of all of those runs over your lifetime, how many have you regretted? But think how many times you've regretted not going. Um, that's quite powerful and quite deep. But um, look, yeah, finding a consistency, finding a rhythm. Um, I, I, like, you know, I don't go into too much detail on Instagram and stuff, but like, I'm not this, like, this perfect professional, you know, like, I joked with my friends two weeks ago that in a month I'll own a vapor again. And and there's a lot of fucking truth behind that. You know, fuck the Olympics and all stuff like that. Like, I'm a human. I'm I'm a real human. And disappointment hurts me. It hurts me as much as it hurts you guys. So, like, when the Olympics are taken out. The last time I didn't go to the Olympics, which was 2016, because of the torn quad, within a month I had the vapor. You know, within a month I was smoking. Because that heartache and that disappointment hurt me. And my way of coping and my way of dealing, you know, was partying, was drinking, was, was you know, vaping, was smoking. And, and obviously, I'm in a much stronger position this time. But I t- I've told you guys and I've explained this many times. I work in diagonal lines and I'll keep repeating it. I'm either diagonally going up or I'm diagonally going down. You know, you're never staying the same or you never should be staying the same. Be, you know, actually, fair enough, at the minute, if you can stay the same, but improve something. Um, because how the diagonally down works is, it, you know, it's just a slippery slope. And, and it would have started as, you know, a couple of glasses of wine at night. And then my bedtime would have started getting pushed to like 12 o'clock, 1 a.m. And then my diet would have started to suffer, you know, the takeaways, the pizza, the, the Chinese. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting in a living room with my mate, and I was, this is two weeks ago, I'm sitting in the living room with my mate, I see him on his vapor, and I'm thinking, fuck, you know, that would be the next step for me. Now, of course, I didn't take it, because I, I care about running, and I care about sport, and, and, you know, I actually care about, like, I actually care about not doing it to hopefully inspire others to, you know, follow suit. Like, like I do, I do see myself as a growing role model, not... Not as the perfect professional. I swear, like I'm not the perfect professional, um, but I, but I'm definitely the perfect version of somebody that can fucking drink a bottle and a half of wine. Or like that night, I went down to you know the the day that um, Kevin Seward ran his Olympic qualifying time. 
I must have had probably the equivalent to two bottles of wine the night before and like five Sambucas. And I went out and did my 20 mile run on the Sunday. That Now that's just the perfect version of someone that despite his life choices the day before gets it fucking done. You know, lace him up, wake up. What the fuck did you have to do that day? Get it done, you know? And, and that's about as good as it gets for me. I can't be the perfect professional. I can just be, you know, the, the, it's silly saying, you know, the perfect version of myself, but um, I work with what I've got. And sometimes when there's a race, big race coming up and a big goal coming up and, and it happens to be the Olympics or Boston or, you know, Dublin last year or Doha, I, I am pretty close to the perfect professional. I think the key thing to understand or message to take from it is that it's just not all the time um, and that you don't have to be the perfect professional all the time. Um, but actually, if you find the way the way I get through my the, the reason the last four years have probably been so good for me um, is is because I, you know, and the, the improvement curve has been so good um, is that I just haven't allowed like. Not necessarily, like, not time off. I'm um, sorry, I'm opening a box of actually really nice. Someone, fucking hell, that's, oh, that pisses me off. Fuck's sake. Oh. So this is so nice. Like, holy shit. Like, um, VDA Coffee. <clears throat> At VDA Coffee on Instagram. Here's something to help you keep her lit. For Tokyo 2021. The first thing I pulled out of the box was a keep cup. I really needed a keep cup. And oh my god, two keep cups for fuck's sake. No, we're supposed to be supporting local businesses, not vice versa. But I will come back to the podcast, but there's other things in here, you know, uh, an AeroPress, um, two keep cups, an AeroPress, you know, some filters, and one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, six things of coffee beans, and Jesus, like, that's a fucking one kilogram bag, like, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed, um, yeah, that's really nice, um, thank you very much, um, god, I am a wee bit overwhelmed there, that was not needed, and I feel like we are supposed to be supporting these guys, not you know, vice versa. Um, but yeah, how nice. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to have to post about that. Um, but look, where I was going with that is I, I find, um, I find reasons to motivate myself, you know, um, I find, um, ways, um, you know, I pick goals. Maybe it's Boston. Maybe it's Houston. Maybe it's a Northern Ireland record. You know, maybe it's an Irish record. Like, like I think goal setting is is so 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 important, um and you know without it it can be very difficult. Like here we are, you know this is the first time that this is where it's probably a struggle for all of us to find goals that are worth you know pushing for, and and I think that's that's the part of coronavirus that's you know hitting us the most. Um, because things that we used to sort of set goals, the things that we used to build towards or aim for, um, all of a sudden have been, um, taken away from us. Um, so absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the notion of just setting goals, it's amazing how powerful it is. Um, but look, I, I, I'm, 
if I, if the Olympics were gone and and I retired tomorrow, you know, it wouldn't be me rebelling. My life would just be a lot different. I would still run. I, I've realized, you know, I I love running. Um, my second comeback to athletics, you know, the first the first long break I took, um, I I ended up, you know, the first time I took a big break was because. Um, I, I was just struggling, enjoying running. Um, you know, I, I remember I went to a box cross country in, I think it was in Sterling. It was muddy. It was wet. It was cold. My friends were on a holiday in Portugal. And I remember just thinking, fuck me. Like, that's not for me. Like, I could have been in Portugal. I could have been, um, you know, enjoying myself. Um, but it, it had nothing to do with the box cross country. I just, for some reason, thought I was going to beat Richard Goodman. And, and like he hammered me. And of course he hammered me. Like he's Richard Goodman. He's beast across cross country. Um, I had this delusion that I was going to win the bloody thing. Um, and, and so yeah, like I struggled, but, but anyway, like I allowed my emotions to get the better of me. I'm in Sterling. I got beat. Um, you know, boo hoo victim. And that was bad. Um, and so I went into like a spiral of bad decisions for about 18 months and, and and then the next time I well actually no no that wasn't too I don't regret that too much because that's when I learned how to do web development and and um that's massively valuable so so valuable to me now um especially in a time like this I can actually open the laptop and I haven't got any web work yet but I could <laughs> or I could try um the second time again was was bad terms because you know I just tried to make the Olympics and then didn't and probably my own fault you know the quad tear and blah 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 but anyway where I'm going with this is I I take these notions of retirement and then I I start that retirement phase with a bad attitude you know my attitude's bad because I've left the sport on bad terms and that's when I like turn to vaping and smoking and drinking too much and stuff like this whereas if I were to retire from running now I would, you know, I would still run every day. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I found a real joy in running, like, the health benefits, you know, the fact that you can eat a little bit more. And I'm sure that's brilliant and keep your body in good shape and feel good and the hormones that you release when you're running. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, know that when I'm training for the likes of Boston and Dublin and Houston, and a lot of it's superficial. Um, and it's probably, like, think of boxers. Think of training boxers, too. You know, if they weren't training for that big fight, they would not be training like that. They would not be trying to lose a load of weight, etc., etc. It is superficial. Um, so know that you don't have to do it all the time. But pick goals that motivate you enough to almost be, you know, like I've said, and I'll repeat it. Goals that make you willing to be the motherfucker that's going to get the job done, get the training done, go out on the days where it's raining, lace up the trainers at six o'clock in the morning before work. Um, and you can do that, you know, set those goals, make them big enough and bold enough that you have to become that motherfucker, you know. And sorry for swearing. It adds a wee bit of beef, a wee bit of impact. Um, but I'm going to leave you with that. Um, you know, like I said, we're into a new week. You know, we're now almost approaching halfway through that week, perhaps, when you're listening to this. And, you know, it's time for us all to move on and um, whatever that means. And and I talked about um, I talked about leaders. Um, you know, my quote was, how can you be a king if you keep acting like a pawn? You know, whatever role you play in your household, we need leaders. You know, you need to lead. You need to, you know, not show weaknesses, not show, you know, if you if you're showing weaknesses and negativity and stress, think how your kids are feeling you know they're not going to feel safe and and that's probably just part of being a parent um 
but it works the same. You know, if I if I show negativity on Instagram or I show negativity on Twitter or, you know, I'm not doing my training and I'm not taking care of my business, probably without me being a like full of myself, like there's there's probably a load of people in Ireland think, well, fuck, if Stephen Scullion isn't getting out the door in training, why should I? You know, and, and that's a responsibility too. So I, I might, you know, I might not have kids. I might not, but there's a responsibility that the guys that listen to me, the guys that follow me, the guys that maybe look up to me in certain ways, that I fucking keep taking care of business because if I was, if I was looking up to somebody and they were training for the Olympics and and you know the Olympics got moved and they couldn't motivate themselves for an Olympics in one year, if I couldn't motivate myself for an Olympics in a year, I'd need to take a good hard look at myself in the mirror. Um, so I'm I'm pumped, you know. Um, training starting to go really good again. It probably helps that I'm three weeks off altitude and and also you know three to four weeks off that sort of like chesty cough that came um yeah i'm starting to feel really good again so um you know onward guys let's move on let's push push forward